In Bokotov, today's daf is daf chavdalit in Yevamos, as we learned for four shleima for Shlomo ben Rachel Yosef, as real ben Chaim Michal, and Alozer ben Rauma. Says the Mishnah, mitzvah begadol yavam imkara kizacha. Of the brothers, of the surviving brothers, Reuben dies and left of one brother or more brothers. If there's several brothers, the mitzvah is for the oldest one. The first mitzvah is for the oldest one. To, it's his first choice, and he's the one who should do it, either perform Yivam. If, if, if uh, he doesn't want to do it, you ask the other brothers. And as we'll see later on, if none of them want to do it, we come back and we have him do the chalitza. So the preference is for the older brother to do it. Why is that? Why is it say the older brother? So the reason is, the Gemara says, It says, What do we mean over here? The Pasuk says, If brothers live together in the same world, remember we said that excludes um, and one of them dies without children. She shouldn't marry a stranger, somebody outside of the family. Her, her brother-in-law, should the miyavim, the yavam, should live with her? The next passage is The simple translation is, oh, when they have a child afterwards, they should name him after the deceased brother. That's the Pashup shot. But we'll see that's not the accepted version. What do we mean? Because it says, it says, who should be miyavim? The Bechor is the one who should do it. Like Rashi says, Rashi says, uh, The Biyabim should be the oldest brother. Now, what do you mean? We know a Bechor is the firstborn. We're going to talk about that. Does it really mean firstborn or not? So he says here, Asher Teled, the Pasuk goes on, Asher Teled, that if he gives birth, that excludes an ounce. Ounce is not in the parish of Yibim. We had a Machlokis before. Whether she doesn't for me, if Reuben's only wife was a Yavama, was a Yavamist, and there's no, there's no uh, Yibam. Does she also exclude her Tzara? That was Ravasi. We had a Machlot to Ravasi, and we Paskin that she doesn't exclude the Tzara. She's simply out of the picture. She's not like an Erva. That was another discussion. But anyway, an Islandist is not the Yibam. Yakum the Nachla, the one who takes the place, the, the surviving brother <coughs> who makes Yibam. Will get up al shemachiv al He will establish or take the place of his brother, of the deceased brother, lenachla, for an inheritance. Meaning, he takes the brother's inheritance. Maybe it means the simple translation. He performs yibum, and they have a child afterwards, a boy. They should name him if his name was Yassel. If the deceased was Yassel, call him also Yassel. Like Rachmanot's line today, if a baby is born. Uh, and before he was born, his his father died. You name him after you can name him after the father who died because he died before he was born. In any case, maybe that's what it means. Oh, ain't no shame. Yosef, Yosef, Maybe give him the first name. There's no never kind. shame. Here it says he should get up or uh, be established on the name of his brother. The nevelahalon. I'll shame and on the name of their brothers, we're talking about Ephraim and Menashe, Al-Shem Achayim, Yikor Ben-Nachlosam. Just like over there, Al-Shem Achayim, it means, Ma-Shem Ha-Omer Lahola Nachla, Av-Shem Omer Kam Nachla. So you know what the Pesach means? Vayibachar Sheateh, Vayibachar? That he will take the, he will take the, um, the Nachla, the inheritance of the brother. Meaning, who's he? Shimon. No, no, no son. Forget the son. 
We're not talking about the sun. That's what it means. We're not talking about the sun. We're talking about the Yavam, Shimon. Reuben died with no children. And there were five other brothers. Shimon, Levi, Yehuda, Yisachar, Zvulun. Later on, when Yaakov dies, when Yaakov dies, they all have a share in the Nachla. Let's say there's only the six sons, right? They only get a share in the Nachla. You know what? Shimon takes Reuben's share. Shimon takes Reuben's share. That's what he means. means. means he will take the he will take the nachla, which is not the simple translation. Simple translation is you should name afterwards. No, it doesn't. Shimon takes the uh, Yisrael, and then they have a son. Who takes the share? Okay, first Shimon gets the share of Reuven. Right. When Shimon dies, when Shimon dies, all his children. Shimon may have other wives and other children. Then they all get they all get they all inherit Shimon. But here we're talking about Reuven's nachla. When Reuven's not Reuven. But when, he, when afterwards, afterwards, when when uh, when um, uh, as soon as Shimon takes the as soon as Shimon takes the uh, performs Hebum, uh, then he is entitled to the share of uh, of the brothers, right? He's entitled to the share uh, not of, of Reuben. He's entitled to Reuben's share. Correct. Yeah, yeah. Of course, he's got to take care of the new wife, and he might have other wives, children too. Yeah, yeah. Right. yeah he's, he gets the nachala. That's the point. So that's what it means. The pasuk goes on Yisrael, and you shouldn't. And the Reuben's name should not be blotted out. If he was a Saurus, if he was a person not having capable of having children, his name was Machu anyway. In other words, if the man, who, if if the uh, Reuben was a Saurus. He was he, then. Then you don't perform the yibum. Also, there's also no yibum. So whether the wife was an alanus or he was a saris, either one of those two, there's no yibum. That's what the pasuk goes on to explain. But the chiddush over here is that <clears throat> that we're learning out from Bahaya Bachor that the oldest one should he has first rights. Not only first rights, first dibs like he's entitled to, but he should perform yibum first. That's what it means. Then we go on to explain. I share tele. And uh, then he takes the share of the brother. We'll see why is he called Bechor then. If he's not really the Bechor, right? Why is he called Bechor? Um, so Rabba makes a point of here that he had a Kabbalah like this. When we darshan something, what's the simple translation over here? People learn When they have a child, they should name him. Isn't that a nice thing? Since the brother died, name him after the brother. That's what it sounds. That's the Pashim Shat. So normally we have a Pashim Shat and we have a Drush. So normally when we have a Drusha, oh, we darshan it, it's talking about, like you say, the financial aspect, the Nachla, right? That's what we're darshan. Normally, but the Pashim Shat still remains. You should name the boy, the baby, if it's a boy, if you name the boy after the deceased brother, after his after his uncle. It's really his uncle, right? right. The new child that comes from Shimon should be named after Ruben. But over here, the Gzei Roshav over here, al Shem al Shem, takes away the whole drush entirely. And there's no mitzvah to name the baby after his uncle. You don't name babies after uncles, you name after grandparents. You could name after an uncle too, right? But you don't have to, right? There's no mitzvah there. And he had this cabal. says, Gemara, why do I need the Gzei Roshav for? If it wouldn't be the Gzei Roshav, teaching me that you don't, this is nothing to do with naming the baby. This is to do with nachos. It's nothing to do with naming the baby. Having uh, that, I would say shame means shame. Mamish, you should name name after the baby. Who is the Torah instructing to name the baby? Who is the Torah speaking to when it says, "Oh, you should name your baby"? Huh? Shimon. Okay. Well, then why doesn't it say Shemachicha? 
You're saying that if it, without the Xerah Shava, I would have thought it means literally the name. Give him the name. Who's the who's the Hashem instructing? Who's the Hashem warning? So say You Yavam should you should name the child after your brother. boy, that's what it should say. If it's to the Bezdin, the Bezdin should uh, should name him. So Yakum Hashem Achi me boy. It should say he should Yakum Hashem his uncle. Bez, you should, Bez, it's tell, uh, the Pasuk is telling Bezin, name, you make sure the baby is named after his uncle. You know, there are Rabbanim who tell their people what to name the baby after. You know, that's not, uh, probably not proper. But in any case, Yaakam al-Shem Achi of that, that's what it should say. It says, well, no, maybe this means, maybe, maybe it could mean that. This is what Hashem is telling the Bezin. Tell the Yavam that Yaakam al-Shem Achiv. Tell the Yavam that he should Name the baby after his brother Reuven. So it could mean that, could mean that, except Xavier Shava takes it away. Elos, Xavier Shava, Fiktiligam, Xavier Shava takes it away. So, okay, so that's what we come out that you don't name the baby, although that's a simple shot, that's not, that's not the case. You don't name the baby after his uncle. Okay, what does Vaya Bachor tell me? Not that you name the baby, but Vaya Bachor, the Yavam, who should be the oldest brother, oldest brother of the remaining brothers. He should get the nachla. So hashdam So now you're saying that that, that the pasuk speaking about bechor doesn't mean the firstborn baby coming afterwards. It means the oldest of the brothers. We also said Maybe it means this. Why does it say bechor? Why does it? Say, why does, maybe it means only a bechor should make yibum and not a pasuk. A pasuk means another brother. It's not a bechor. Only a firstborn. Many families don't have a bechor. There's a girl born first, right? Or whatever, right? Or right? There's girls, or there's a girl born first, or whatever. So maybe only a bechor makes even in the pasuk. Maybe that's a shot. Only a bechor should make even up in Cain. If only a bechor would do it, why do I need a pasuk to exclude in Cain? Why do I have to exclude that if the baby is born? Remember, if Levi is born after Reuben died, then there's no even. What do you have to exclude that for? The only one who performs even is a bechor anyway. The baby coming later on is certainly not the bechor. You're talking about the same father. So what do I need a pasuk to exclude that? If it would mean only a bechor makes yibum, what do I need a pasuk to exclude? Maybe I'll tell you why I need a pasuk to tell me that even if he's bechor of his mother, maybe Levi is born from a different mother, the same father, of course. If it's not the same father, there's no yibum. Maybe, but maybe he was born. He was a firstborn of his mother, and maybe you might think that that he's a bechor. And maybe that's what Eishach Shalom is coming to exclude. So you can't say the most of you can't say that even Rahmana. Even depends on the Nachla, As we've explained, even depends on the Nachla, the brothers who are the same, have the same father. Nachla is only from the father. The rules of Nachla come from the father, not from the mother. The mother is inherited by her husband. If there's nobody else or nobody in her family, so then the kids take it, but there's no regular of Yibam of Nachla there. Also, like Rashi explained back in the first barrack. The nachla here means that the yavam takes the nachla, as we said on this stop also. Nachla takes the, the yavam takes the nachla. So yibam depends on nachla, and nachla is aim. So forget about that aim business. So aim, and therefore the fact that that we have to exclude Aishakh of Shalom teaches me that Bahor doesn't mean literally only the Bahor does Yibam, because otherwise, why would you need to exclude Levi, who was born later on? He's certainly not the Bahor. The aim, and maybe this is what it means. Giga Bahor this guy means Yibam. When there's a Bahor. When there is a bechor there, then you make yibam, whether him or one of the other brothers. Kileka bechor lotus kai mitzvah yibam. That means vaya bechor is teaching me only if there's a bechor do you do yibam. If there's no bechor, you don't do yibam. Amakrod says who meis achamehim. 
One of them dies. It says, What does the Pasik say? One of them dies. Even if there's just two brothers, either one of them could have died and still you perform the Yibam. Right? This me admits It says one of them died. It didn't say, uh, it didn't say if there's two brothers living together or three brothers, and what one of the younger ones dies, then the Bakhor does uh, that, then you should have Yibam. Then uh, and one of the younger ones dies, then you have Yibam. It doesn't say that. It says. If one of them dies, and it's possible the mace bechor, even if the bechor dies, the ema the mace cotton. Maybe it means where the cotton dies. Maybe that's what it means. Maybe ataka means the cotton dies, and the bechor should make yibum. But if that's the case, only bechor should make yibum. What do I need to exclude eshach shalom? Back to that question. So why do I have to exclude eshach shalom that eshach shalom doesn't perform yibum? He's not the bechor anyway. If it would mean literally bechor. Maybe this one means you're right. The name means like when there's no bechor, it doesn't make any difference which one of the brothers performs even. When there's no bechor, right? No bechor, then the, any of the brothers can perform no problem. The eek of bechor, if there's a bechor, then kadam katan lozocha. Maybe if he does even, it doesn't work. He shouldn't do it, and it, it doesn't work. Maybe because only if only if there's no bechor, then anybody could do it. But if there is a bechor, the cotton cannot perform even. The brothers are all here together. It's like if you say all the brothers are included in this mitzvah. If one brother dies, any of the other mitzvahs, any other brothers can perform the mitzvah. Maybe this is what it means. When there's a bechor, you should look for the older brother. Try to get the oldest brother to do it. When there's no bechor, you don't have to, it doesn't make any difference which brother does it. Why did Abaya, the elder, learn? The mitzvah is for the older brother to make If he doesn't want to, he go to his brother. Meaning one of the younger brothers. If you, you, get, you go down the list, you know, go from oldest to youngest. It doesn't mean the youngest brother. It means you go down to the younger brother. None of them want to do it. So, so why does he have to say, why did he say you have to go to God? Maybe it means when there's no Bukhar, you know, the Bayek Shisha learned and it's Mashmuk from the Mishnah also that way, that you, you give the first choice goes to the oldest brother. He should perform you. Not if he doesn't want to. You go to the other brothers and down the list. They don't want to. You come back to the Bukhar and you tell me to do Yibam or do Chalitza. Right, so maybe that's not what it means. Maybe it's why does a pasuk say vayavachor? Again, we're explaining it doesn't mean the firstborn. It means that he takes the place. Uh, means that he takes an achla. What's the purpose of saying bechor? It's not that only bechor does yibam, right? It doesn't have to say only a bechor. One of the brothers do it. So maybe it means okay, the oldest one does it. So fine, you tell So maybe it means this: when the when there's a bechor, then you look for the older one. Uh, when there's no bechor, you don't bother. It doesn't make any difference. So because no kibbechor, it means like a bechor. Ma bechor bechor Just like bechor, his 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 firstborn ship is what causes him to be have the first rights to do it, the first obligation to do it. That's what it means. It doesn't mean that uh, that it has to be the bechor. Maybe this is what it means. If there's a bechor, he gets the double share. He gets the share of Ruvain. But if one of the other brothers does it, he will take the place of his brother. He took the place of his brother. He married his brother's wife. Why does it say Bechor? Let it just say right? Why does it say Bechor? You tell me that Bechor is really just mean like the oldest brother. Bechor, the first, 
the first dibs goes to the oldest brother, right? The first, he's the, that's the first dibs, but the first obligation goes to the oldest brother. He doesn't want to go to the other brothers, right? Why? And you want to say maybe only if there was a whore, you look for a gadol, if you look for a whore and a gadol, why did Abayah say that it doesn't make any difference? You always look for the older brother, period. And then you, if he doesn't want to, you go down the list and come back. But uh, why is that? The answer is because that's like the Bahor, just like the Bahor, his firstbornship is what makes him have the right to go to Lossop. There's no Bahor. The firstborn was a girl, whatever. Or there is no uh, Bahor for whatever reason. Uh, you go you, you go to the other ones. That's what that's a that shot. So why does it say Bahor? If it, if Bahor is not literal, it doesn't mean Bahor the Kar for his disadvantage. What do we mean? What do we say? Shimon takes Reuven's place. Shimon marries her, or Levi marries her, or Yehuda marries her. Whoever marries Leah, Reuven's wife, gets Reuven's share of the Nachla. What share of Nachla is that? When Yaakov, his father, dies, he gets his share. What about? Oh, so he says, so, so that's the question. So he does get the Pishnah because he gets whatever share Reuven, Reuven was going to get. Now, if Reuven wasn't the Bechor, who says we're, we're assuming Reuben's the firstborn? He's the Bechor, right? And Yaakov, he may not have been a Bechor. Maybe there was a girl born there first. Doesn't have to be, right? Whatever share Reuben was going to get, he gets. However, however, here's the rule. We have a cloud in, in the Babas and the Zikin that a Bechor only gets a double share in what's extent at the time of death. He doesn't get share. For example, let's say Yaakov dies and he left all these sons. So the Bechor gets, a, if there is a Bechor, he gets a double share, right? Let's say there's two sons, they divide it into three and he gets two thirds and the other brother gets a third. If there's three sons, they divide it into four and Reuben gets a double share. He only gets a double share on what Yaakov inherits them at that point. Let's say later on, Yaakov had a brother, an uncle died and the uncle had no children. And who does it go to? It goes to Yaakov. Yaakov is dead, it goes to his children. That's called Roe. It's going to come to him later on. You know, after they sell the stocks, you know, like, like it really means what's, 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 it's not there now. It's going to come, it's going to come posthumously after Yaakov's death. Later on, when his brother died, then Reuben and his brothers will also share in the uncles. That's called Roy. It's not Muxik right now. So in that, a Bechor doesn't get a double share. A Bechor only gets a double share in the estate as in his father's estate as it exists at the time that he dies. But if it's something that he was going to get later on, that he was going to inherit posthumously, the Bechor doesn't get a double share. That's what he means over here, too. That Shimon takes Reuben's place. Shimon gets Reuben's share, right? Reuben's given a share. But he means, even though, even if Reuben's not a, not a Bechor, right? Reuben doesn't have to be a Bechor. We just give an example. Reuben, Shimon, Reuben is a Bechor. But Reuben could have an older sister. Reuben's not a Bechor. So he doesn't get a double share. Whatever share Reuben gets, Shimon's going to take that. But like Reuben, only, like a Bechor, only gets what's there at the time, not what's going to come later on too. Shimon also takes Reuben's place, only gets what's there at the time. In that sense, he's like a Bechor. He doesn't mean, and, and, and Bechor certainly does not mean the child who comes later on. He said it doesn't mean that. It means he's the Bechor. The Yavim is like the Bechor in what aspect? It doesn't have to be Dafka Bechor. And you don't say that if there's only Yibam of the case where there is a Bechor, and there's no other rules of Yibam about going to which brother you go, only when there's a Bechor. We don't say that. It doesn't make sense to say that. So we say, what does it mean? What sense is called the Bechor? Just like a Bechor doesn't get the Roy Kamuchsek, here also he doesn't get the Roy Kamuchsek. Says the Mishnah. Yeah. He gets the Yerusha. Shimon gets the Yerusha right away. Shimon gets the Yerusha right away. Yeah, but we're talking of Shimon gets whatever Reuven has. Let's say Reuven has some assets, so he takes those too. But the point is that he gets the, he gets Reuven's share in the of, of the brothers. Let's say there's six brothers, let's just say. 
right? Let's just say it's because, and later on Yaakov dies, right? So it should be divided among the six brothers. Even if, even if one of some of the brothers are dead already, so it goes to their children, right? It goes posthumously, it goes to their children. But Shimon takes Reuben's share as well. Whatever Reuben's share was, he gets that. That's what me and over here, he gets the share of, of what, Reuben. What about the, the end of the so we just do so that's what we said before. If he's a Saurus. If Reuben was a Saurus and couldn't have children, sorry, Saurus, and then there's no evil. That's what we said before. Okay. And what if Reuben's one brother wants to do wants to attack you? So the older brother get the of the brothers, whoever of the brothers who want to do it, the oldest brother gets the choice who want to do it. The oldest one, he gets first choice. Obviously, only one can do it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The oldest one gets the choice. Says the mission. So this mission sort of goes off topic a little bit, and we'll see how it comes into play later on. He is Zacha. Yeah. We'll talk about that more later. Like Mars going to deal, it's dealing a later Gemara, it's a Mishnah later on. Hanitan ala Shifcha, if a person was suspected of sleeping with a Shifcha and Vinishtachra, and now she was free, all of us come, or was suspected of living with a Shiksa Vinishkaira, and she was now Megaya, Harezal, she shouldn't marry her because it just will confirm the suspicions. And as this is a person who was suspected of doing something that he shouldn't do, and now She's Megayer. He shouldn't now. She's Megayer. She becomes a full Jewish either by being freed if she was a slave or she was Megayer if she was a not Jewish person, non Jewish. He shouldn't, he shouldn't marry her because it looks suspicious. It looks like, you know, she only, she only converted in order to marry the Jew. But there's no law. If he does marry her, you know, you don't force him out of it. Uh, it's just that you shouldn't confirm the, you shouldn't confirm the, um, uh, the suspicion. Shouldn't do that. But if he marries her, you know, he's not really doing an Avera. If she can if she converted, he can marry her. We'll talk about this is questions come up today, but this today, if you mean shifra. pardon? This is a shifra or a shiksa. Shifra or shiksa. A nitinal shifra suspected of a shifra, sleeping with a shifra, which is also forbidden, right? It's a he's called he's and she was freed, meaning now she became a full Jewess, or of Eskhab, and she was Megayer. So he shouldn't marry her because it shouldn't confirm suspicions. You shouldn't, you should be some Nishim in the Akim Yasham Israel. You shouldn't uh you shouldn't try to confirm suspicions about yourself. If he did, he's not doing a terrible Avera. There's no way Isra in the Torah really for him to marry her. And if it's done, it's done. That is opposed to Anitanish. Let's say he was suspected of adultery with a Jewish married woman, Botsioa, and we'll see Besson forced him out of the marriage because now she's like a Sota. If he marries her now, he should divorce her because we learned by Sota, even though this is not really a standard case of Sota, because by Sota, you need Kinu and Stira. He has to warn her. And then there have to be Adam who saw them go into seclusion. And this is not that case. This is simply a suspicion. suspicion. But we're going to talk about more. It's similar to, to Sota, but it's the two ends of the Sota, meaning it's simply a suspicion. Or as we'll see, maybe there are Adam. Tomorrow's going to talk about Even though he married her, Yotzi has to divorce her because the rule is that if a suspected adulterer, if she doesn't drink the water, right? There's no water. If she can't, doesn't want to drink, um, it, uh, she she has to be divorced from her husband. And also she can't marry the adulterer, the suspected adulterer. So here too, Yotzi. So if he marries 
a woman that he was suspected of living with when she was a shiksa or a shifra, uh, then it's, you know, he's not supposed to, it shouldn't confirm the suspicions, but if he does, we let it go. If he was suspected of Ish and he married her, then we force him out. Take Mahar Gyoris, Miyahavi, what do you mean? But she is a Gyoris? I understand, you said over here he was suspected of, of adultery with a, not adultery, leaving with a shiksa or a shifra. So we say, and then and then she converted, let's say, let's take the case of Shifra and she converted. Shouldn't marry her because you're confirming suspicions, right? But obviously, but you're saying it is a good conversion, even though apparently she only converted to marry him. She didn't convert. Uh-oh. So, okay, so, 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 so today the rabbis have to check. If she means it sincerely, then it's okay. We're going to talk about that. But it's Mashma the Pushup Shad. You you were sleeping with her, and then she converted. It looks like she just converted, you know, to marry the guy, right? Hagyoris Miyahabi, she is. If a man converted only to marry this woman, because obviously he only converted, a guy converted to marry this Jews. The other way around. Or somebody that was for the king's table, meaning he wanted to get the benefits of the. Uh, of the government, of the Jewish government, maybe they're giving out food or whatever, or taxes or whatever it was. Shlomo to the Avdi Shlomo considered uh, had a lot of power as he converted for the wrong reason, for any of the wrong reasons. Ain't considered Historically, in the Navi's brought down that the Hashem sent uh, lions against the Goyim and they were converted, converted, they were forcibly converted. or because the the the, the dream uh, uh, the dream interpreter told them to be Megayer. They didn't do it for the real for the right purpose because the shame shemayim. They did it for some ulterior reason. The echad gerei Mordechai Esther the rabim rabim meyameyards siyahadim right right they were they were meyad also einim gerim they're not gerim actually iskarbis manazen until they're Megayer today. Does Megarbis manazen say how could they Megayer today? What are you saying that all the ones from previous generations are not? Ella em kibisman is like kibisman is when you do it the shame you have to do it the shame shemayim ella em kibisman is not gerim so so how can so how was this woman bechalal ger anyway you're saying if you if he was married okay you let it go you shouldn't do it but you shouldn't confirm the suspicion but if you did you did is it really a geris they're all gerim even if they did even they were forced or whatever but if they converted we accept them anyway not like today when they're very very machmed of and everything they can't find this. Those are considered gay. They shouldn't, but they are considered gay. So why don't you say, let him marry her? Why do you say, if he was living with a shiksa or with a shifcha, and then she converted, right? The shiksa converted. Say you shouldn't marry her to confirm the suspicion. But if he married her, it's okay. But if you're saying it's a good gayer anyway, even if they did it, we don't, we try to we discourage them. We try to discourage them. But if they converted anyway, it's considered a good gayer. That's what the Allah is. So why don't you, why can't he marry a shiksa? Uh, okay, so you have to ask the you ask your local rabbi, maybe because of the people in charge. You know they have to find it bitaron. The the the, the, the rabbanim today don't feel they have the power. They don't have the, to to do what. Yeah, that's right. Also, you'll show them that you, you should write a letter to the. Mishum Dervasi to Amr Ravasi Haser Mimcha Haser Mimcha Ikshuspe. Remove from your remove from your um, from yourself actions uh, pair. What is actions pair? It means like the 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 curving of the mouth. Meaning people are going to talk when they talk. Take away. Don't give people a reason to talk about you. 
And also like the, the bending of the lips, remove that away from yourself. Meaning take that away. Don't let people talk about you. Don't, don't try to, if you, if you know people are talking, don't try, don't make it worse. So you should do that. You shouldn't uh, confirm suspicions about yourself. Talk about Amakam Gaelim Mos Mashiach. They won't accept Gerim. Mos Mashiach, maybe that's why. Mos Mashiach, you have to learn all the Gemara, right? So they didn't accept Gerim and David Shalom because then everybody wanted to join the Jews. The Jews were, were the strong ones, right? So today, everyone wants to move to Israel. Everybody wants to come here now. Because of that, because uh, they don't, they, we don't want them to convert for the wrong reasons. Yes, the ones who did, did. But we try not to accept them unless they mean it was Shem Shemaim. Amr bless or micro. Where do you see this from the Pasuk? Hangor Yagur, Ephes Meosi. If they convert, but not for me, then, you know, Ephes Meosi, but not for me, Migar Itcha Alayach Ipo, who will convert with you, then they will, if they convert, but only for me, Ephes Meosi, but for, only for me, not for any other reasons. In other words, Migar Itcha Alayach who will rest with you? Only those who convert when things are bad for the Jews. When you're poor, right? Then they will be with you, but not the ones who convert just for the monetary or power or for some ulterior motive. We don't want to accept them. The ones who were accepted were accepted. If the rabbis were strong enough today, they would try to find a Peter Rome. But on the other hand, you don't want them to you don't want them to pollute the Jews either with with people who don't really want to keep the Torah. So it's a complicated issue. So we said in our Mishnah, if you're suspected of adultery with this woman, and then she was divorced, or they, they forced her out of the marriage, or the husband, the peasant forced her to get divorced, you shouldn't marry her. And if you do, you have to she you, you have to break up that marriage. Amarab, Uva Adam, only if Adam saw them actually in the act of adultery. That's what Rob says. Omar of Sheshis, we're talking about a suspicion here, and Rob says, no, only if you saw them in the act. Omar of Sheshis, this is a, it happens very often. Sheshis says, I think when Rob said this, he was half asleep. He must have been half asleep. He couldn't have meant this. If a woman, a man was suspected of adultery with this woman, and they forced him, they forced her out of her marriage, and then she married a different guy. She was, he was, Shimon was suspected of sleeping with Reuven's wife, and therefore Reuven had a divorce her, went to court, and then she married Nachshon, and now she was divorced from Nachshon. You know what? Now, if, if Shimon marries her now, after she married, you don't have to divorce her. You shouldn't marry her, but you don't have to divorce her because it doesn't look anymore so bad. Because it doesn't look, because when she was divorced from her husband Reuven, she didn't marry the suspected adulterer, she married some other guy. And only now he divorced her. So it's not so bad, Loyotzi. What's the case? If there were Adam who saw Shimon commit adultery with Ruvain's wife, so what if Nachshon now married her in between? You know, there was, there were Adam. She was Adam. She's a body sot. You know, a sot is always a suffix. If there were Adam who saw them in the act, there's nothing to talk about. She doesn't drink and there's nothing. It saw them in the act. That's it. She's got to leave out. If there were Adam who saw them in the act, he also, if, if she married Nachs in between and he, so to speak, um, stopped, you know, he he uh, he put a stop to the rumor because she married some other guy. My hobby was so what? She can never marry Shimon forever and ever because he was a confirmed adulterer. El loved like Adam, speaking where there was no Adam. There was no way at the time with also Achabiska. Why is he? Why did we say she doesn't have to leave the marriage after Nachshon divorced her after she was divorced from her first husband? 
right? The time of the also after Mafsikit, because somebody else was Mafsikit. That's what look Allah. He Mafsik the rumor. He stopped the rumor. Halavachi Mafkinim. Otherwise, if it wouldn't be for Nachshin in between, we would force him out, even though there was no Adam. Even if nobody, even if Nachshin didn't come and stop the rumor, we force him out. He like Adam, lo Mafkinim. This is what it means over there. Afagav the Osach, even though Nachshin came, Asach of Afske Lakola, Lechachilo Yichnos, even though there was no there was no Adam in that case. Rob says the only time that you have to force her out, force her out of the new wedding, out of the wedding with the suspected adulterer is if they're Adam who saw them in the act. Otherwise, you don't. I over here it's Mashma that you that they he shouldn't marry the other one anyway. So the truth is the only reason is because Nachshin was in between, but otherwise you wouldn't be able to know. Even if there was nobody else there, also you wouldn't force him out. You're just saying that even though even though another Nachshan married her in between, she shouldn't marry him because then you're gonna you're gonna rejuvenate that rumor. There was a rumor that Shimon slept with Reuben's wife. Reuben divorced her in, in court, and now Nachshan married her. And now Nachshan divorced her. Still, Shimon shouldn't marry her because you're gonna rejuvenate the rumor. That's what he means over here. But Rav stands his ground and says that the Mishnah that says four sons only if there's Adam. Maysve in the some when do you force her out of the wedding? When she didn't have any children. She didn't have any children from Reuben, from Avayeshlam. If there's children and now there's a suspected adulterer, don't force her out. Don't dotate, right? Dotate, because then you'll say that people will say that the kids are are, are Mamzerim, right? If a woman Reuben and uh, Reuben and Leah have children, and now Shimon is suspected of sleeping with Leah, if you force her. If you force uh, Reuben out to divorce her, and uh, and if Shimon, you force her, okay, you force Shimon to you force Reuben to divorce her. If Shimon marries her now, it looks like you know people say maybe the children are really Shimon's children too, and they're Mamzerim. means Adam who saw them in the act. she has children because nothing you do about that. If you saw them in the act, she has to go out. So what do you see over here? It's Mashma says Rashi Alma if she has no children, below Adam, not Mafkina. It says, if there's Adam, then you force him out. For Yeshikandash, if there's no Adam, you force him out, even. Also, you force him, even if there's no Adam. So Rob said only if there's Adam here, it's Mashmah no Adam, they say. Does Rob look at Masnis and be Yeshlaban and be Yeshlaidim? Rob will say our Mishnah speak about where she has children and only and because there's Adam. When he says there's Adam in our Mishnah, it's speaking about why? Because there are because there are children there. We wouldn't force her out normally. We, but because there are Adam, we have to force them out. But the Yesh Labanam. So why do you have to say that case? Why do you speak about where there's children? And because there's children, we wouldn't normally force Shimon out of the marriage to the suspected adulterous uh, uh, Leah. Only why? Uh, since, there's, since there's children, we wouldn't force her out unless there's Adam. Yesh Adam. Time of the Adam. Mafkina. That's why we throw him out. Be like Adam. No Mafkina. Look, why don't you say a mission speaking about where there's no children, where there's no children, even though there's no Adam, you still have to force them out. Maybe that's the Pashim Shat. Pashim means if a woman is suspected of sleeping with this adulterer and then she gets divorced and she marries the adulterer, we force him out of the wedding because like Bo, like he's the Bo, he's like a suspected adulterer, like in a case of stuff, we force him out. Rob says it's only if you saw them in the act. Saw them in the act, even if you didn't see them in the act, he says, no, when you saw them in the in the act, it's, it's necessary only if she had children, so then you have to get out, you know, because otherwise it, it, you'll, you'll, the children will be suspected of being mom's Arab. Why do you have to say that case? Just say there's no there's no children and there's no Adam, and still you force them out of the wedding. The mission was difficult to, 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 uh, to rob. He didn't understand the mission. Why does the mission say, 
they took her out of the way. It says, they forced him out. Listen, I don't see him. Suspicion. Maybe Reuben just divorced her. Reuben was upset that people were talking, so he divorced his wife. Hotsiyah means Bezdin took her, took her out, forced him out of the wedding. Bezdin, the Adim with him out. Bezdin only takes him out with Adim, not without Adim. They don't just look at rumors. So they just speak about that they forced him out of the wedding. It's only Adim. So he says the Mishra is speaking about Adim. Why were Adim necessary? Because there were children over there. But Rav would be Moda Lachora that if there's no uh, if there's no children, then you force her out, even if there's uh, even if there's no Adim, even if there's no Adim, you force her out anyway. If there's Adim. We don't want to suspect the children being mamzerim, so we say uh, if they're if they're children, then we only force them out if there's if there's Adam on the air. But otherwise, not. Nashba Rav with the motive basically is no machlokas. The boy somewhere I'll tell you no. Honey, must nice Rebbe. Rav will stay his argument. He says no. Even if there's even if there's no children, only if they're Adam do you force them out. But these brises, which are mashma that what you force them out even when there's no children, even when there's no children, you force them out. With children, you force them out only if there's Adam. Without children, you force them out anyway. Goes like Rebbe. Rebbe is very machmed. Tanya, the the peddler, you know, who sells perfumes door to the door to door, fuller brush man who uh, who sells things. He walks out of the house and she's tying up her petticoats. It doesn't look too good, right? Amar Rebbe, it's disgusting. It looks like something happened. Tate says she should leave her marriage, even though there's no Adam. There's spit on the canopy as if. There was an act uh, of the canopy of the bed, as if somebody spit, you know, while she was laying down there. Doesn't look good. I'm Rabbi Hol Mechumra You see something, some uh, overturned shoes under the bed. I'm Rabbi Hol Mechumra Davetetzei. Why don't you say whose shoes they are? In other words, you could tell there were some shoes there. Somebody was there, right? So there's, so that's what we're saying. We're saying now that Rob doesn't agree with Rabbi Lachora. Rav says that only if there's eight of you force him out. Rabbi says if there's any suspicion, you like Rav, that you only got with Adam. like Rabbi. Rabbi says you say you force him out of the marriage no matter what. On a suspicion. And Rav says only if there's eight. Was there a uh, an uninterrupted rumor or not? Call it the low posik if the rumor continues on and there's no Adam. We go like Rebbe. If there's a if there's a continuous rumor, even if there's no Adam, we force him out like Rebbe. Call the Pusik if the rumor stopped and there are Adam like Rob. In other words, if the call stopped and if there are Adam, then we go like Rob. So we say we possibly like Rob and like Rebbe. Rob is speaking about when the rumor stopped, but if there's Adam, you still force him out anyway. And Rebbe says if the rumor continues, if it's a continuous rumor, then you force him out even without Adam. This business about the rumor will finish up tomorrow, Mr. Shem, as we learned off of tomorrow, Mr. Shem. Have a good day, everybody.